2: It is an incredible fall afternoon. First day of November. This is the birthday of the New Orleans Saints and look after the Saints beat the Colts over the weekend. I'm feeling really charged up about the team. The, The Saints are four and four. Look at our division. (laughs) <laughs> we're either in first place or tied for first. I know there's like a mathematical uh, technicality there. So maybe the Atlanta Falcons are in, in first place with a 4-4 record, but we're in second place with a 4-4 record. The Bucks are 3-4. and four, The Panthers are 1-6. I mean, we're not in bad shape. And at this point, anything can happen. So I'm, I'm feeling good about the Saints. The Bears come to town this Sunday afternoon, and the Saints should handle that game. They should. However, we've talked about this a lot. You and I have seen the Saints set up to win. They should win, and yet they come out and it's almost as if they're just not into playing. They're just not a cohesive unit. Let's hope that doesn't happen because I'm feeling really good about the Saints right now. And if, you know if, if they really like apply themselves, you know, we can make the playoffs. And it's it's amazing how how much of a roller coaster ride the NFL season can be. You know, you 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 get up and then you get way, way down because, you know, after a loss, I, I forget which loss it was, but, but after a loss not long ago, man, I was down. And you were down. The whole city was down, the whole Hudad Nation was, was down. But the Saints are four and four. I mean, we're in a perfect position to, you know, go for it all at this point. I mean, who would have figured the Rams at this point would be three and five? And you've got some teams that are that are dominating, but you've got a, a lot of parity in in the NFL. Dolphins are six and two. Bills are five and three. The Chiefs are six and two. The Broncos are three and five. Ravens are six and two, and the rest of that division is kind of uh, uh, locked up at uh, four and three. The Jags are six and two, and the Texans are in, in second place at, at three and four. So, look, the Saints are not in, in bad shape right now. And I'm, I'm looking forward to the game Sunday against the Bears. And then Saturday night, it's just the, the huge game between LSU and Alabama. I have a feeling LSU is, is going to win this game. And now that feeling just comes from, you know, me as a, a, a sports fan and following football as much as a sports fan can can follow football. I, I know there's sports fans that follow it even more than I do. But, I mean, I, I love sports and I, I, I follow it. And I feel like LSU is in a good position to go to Tuscaloosa and beat Alabama. I mean, Alabama is still a very, very good football team with a lot of uh, a lot of uh, potent weapons. But I think LSU can go in there and, and beat them. So it could be a, a, a good weekend coming up. I uh, love watching uh, Tulane win uh, over the weekend as well. I'm scoot on the air. Really glad to be back with you. And again, I thank our senior producer, Ian Hope, for filling in while I was uh, gone for a couple of days, visiting my family in Portland.
3: I'm calling it right now. Everybody can write this down. Okay, we're going to see the Lions and the Jaguars in the Super Bowl. You know, that would be fun. I love an uh, underdog fun. Super Bowl, you know. Uh, well, I love They are uh, going so be so I also for
2: it. I also love teams like the Lions 6 and 2. Um, you know, okay, look. Okay, in in the NFC North, it's the Lions, the Vikings, the Packers and the Bears. The Lions are 6 and 2. And and they have been a team that has just sucked for so long that now it's just kind of coming together for the Lions. And I mean, I, 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 I love that. And I like the Jags. I, I like uh, I like new teams being in there. By the way, uh, is it is it just me? Is there any reason to be excited about the World Series? I mean, it's the, it's what is it? The Arizona Diamondbacks and the Texans? Is that, it's the Texans. Well, it can't, it's it's a, it's a the, Texas the, Rangers. Yeah, I was going to say it came from Texas. I would
3: I would be watching that. Yeah, that would be for sure. That would be an interesting game. But is it game. the
2: Texas Rangers and Arizona? Yeah, that sounds right. I don't know. I mean, I, I don't I can't you know, care, it's just, man. The, the two states that are parallel with each other and that's like that's what was one state apart. Yeah, They're like not Texas that fired New Mexico, up. Arizona. Mm-hmm. I, I just it seems like this is just a really boring world series that I can't I I mean, I can't get into it. Yeah. Maybe there are reasons to be excited about it and if you're a, a baseball fan and know more about it, you've got reasons to feel excited about it so that's that's cool but i'm just i'm not even into it well
3: you know you and i probably you know we 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 got to live eat breathe saints in lsu football here you know between what we do it's like and i don't know about i i can't speak for for you but i can i kind of only pay attention to one sport at a time and i like football a lot
2: yeah and you, you know mean, the other kind thing of
3: ambivalent about baseball and,
2: and right now the i i am I am too, but i I've come to really appreciate baseball and i I really came to appreciate baseball over the last couple of years watching lSU. Hell, yeah, you know because, Absolutely. It, because that you know really just got me more into appreciating the strategy of of baseball. but um the pelicans are certainly relevant right now, but their season is so long that while what happens now, is important. It's not crucial. So yes, the focus is on the Saints and LSU. And I, you know, I, I'm I'm jacked up about Tulane because, you know, I, they're just having a, a good year, and I can't wait to see where a Tulane quarterback ends up in the draft next year because, <laughs> you know, Michael Pratt is, is going to be end. Up, he's going to end up playing on a Sunday afternoon.
3: Absolutely. But before we move on too much yes. further, I uh, I got a call. We have a listener in New Hampshire, who is a an an unsighted person, a blind person. Really? And it's their birthday, and I thought it would be nice if you would tell our blind listener in New Hampshire that we're wishing him a happy birthday. His name
2: is James Taylor. James Taylor? Yeah. James Taylor, first of all, thank you for discovering our show. Thank you for finding our show. And thank you for listening in in New Hampshire. Um, You know, we do have um, have regular callers from California. We have uh, listeners uh, all over. And uh, technology is such that, uh, you know, you don't have to be syndicated to have um, listeners all over the place. So, James, I'm really proud that uh, that you're a listener. And, you know, I would think that for somebody who uh, doesn't have the um, sensation of sight, I would think that that words are extremely important to you and that you really pay attention to words. And so if you have found comfort in this show, if, if we entertain you, then uh, that's a tremendous compliment. So thank you. And James, very, very happy birthday. All
3: right, let's go to Ian
2: with some of your texts.
3: Uh, here's a text. James on the North Shore is here, and he says, I'll never forget, a few months ago, one of y'all's listeners called and was telling y'all how the corner stores in New Orleans, at least some of them, are selling weapons and buying stolen goods. And this week, the DA and law enforcement closed one down in Tremey, and that might have a direct connection to the show. They are listening. That's great. It will surely help fight crime in NOLA.
2: Amazing. I, I, I know. It's, um, you know, it breaks my heart in the news right now. We've got like a 16-year-old and then a, yeah. a, a young girl, uh, both, uh, both shot. And it just, uh, it, it breaks my heart to just think about all the kids, the children, the young teenagers that, that get shot. And all they did was all they were doing is, is existing. Mm. Really sad.
3: Uh, here's a Texas says the Lions and the Jags in the Super Bowl. That would be great, seeing that neither team has ever even appeared in a Super Bowl.
2: Yeah, that would be uh, that would be unique. I, it'd be, you know, I don't. You know, I I lived in Philadelphia, um, but I was never a Philadelphia Eagles fan, and I'm still not today. And so, you know, I'm 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 I i am i am i do not know why I'm done with the Eagles. Um, I have a lot of respect for Jalen Hurts, but I'm I'm just not a, a big Eagles fan. I guess the only thing that's good about the Eagles uh, doing well is that uh, they're beating the Cowboys, which is nice. Cowboys are, are five and two, but they're they're a threat, and the Seahawks are are five and two. Forty ers are five and three. I mean, there's a lot of parity in the NFL, so you know, again, there's every reason to be excited. Uh, I mean, really excited about the Saints at four and four. Here's a Texas says,
3: "What difference does it make how close the states are?" <laughs> what well, are you talking about explain. <laughs> well, Can you explain that for okay, us. Please? Okay,
2: all right. It, <laughs> it, it, it's about it's about ratings, and the networks like teams that come from different regions, and so even though they're two different divisions, when you've got Texas and then you've got New Mexico and then it's Arizona, so you got Texas and Arizona right there. That's not a big it's not a there's not a big regional draw there. You know, the the NFL and Major League Baseball and and the NBA, they all like uh, teams that come from different regions and they always like it when there's a, a traditional team in there. Uh, like the Yankees mm-hmm. or the, the Red Sox or the White Sox or, you know, teams, teams like that. But they love it when there's like it's a Miami and Chicago or it's a, a San Francisco and New York. They, they like different regions to be represented. So that, that's what I meant
3: by that. Aye, that's a good enough explanation for me. I'll leave you with this one. This text message says, I'm only excited about the World Series because it means baseball will be over
2: <laughs> well you know you don't have to watch it <laughs> uh you know again i just don't uh, i don't get into it and um yeah i look i'm excited about the saints game this weekend really excited about lsu and alabama and of course we'll talk more about that on uh, free for all friday on the scoot on the air rock culture calendar on this day in 1993 rapper flavor filet Flav. uh he was with the group public enemy he was arrested for allegedly trying to shoot another man in a dispute over a woman. Police say that uh, Flava Flav, whose real name is uh, William Drayton, uh, was attempting murder, possession of a weapon and reckless endangerment. He really should have been arrested for the um, singing of the National Anthem at the Milwaukee Bucks game the other night. Ooh, that was brutal. I, I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm Scoot and we'll be back on WWL.
0: Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply.
1: Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives. Streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app.
2: On the scoot on the air rock culture calendar on this day in 1985, the Recording Industry Association of America agreed to some of the demands made by another organization, the Parents Music Resource Center. So this resulted in any album that had offensive lyrics on it would have a warning label on it, warning of the, uh, of the lyrics. And the lyrics uh, had to be printed on the sleeve and they had to have a warning label on it. Uh, most of the companies went along with this, but it, it didn't really hurt sales. Uh, did this really have any impact on, on your life? I mean, when you were, when you were younger, let's say you're uh, uh, younger and, and, and you were growing up at a time when they were just putting labels, warning labels on, on albums, did your parents use that to, to prevent you from getting an album if you saw the warning label on it i think i would want it even more uh, might well, oh wait this one's got a warning label on it yeah let's 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 get that one this was a part of a campaign that was put together by the vice president al gore's wife tipper gore she was heavily involved in this and uh, they were battling people like uh, frank zappa um, D. Snyder and, and John Denver, like John Denver would ever have an album that would have a warning label on it, but John Denver was, a, was against it. But, you know, this is 1985, and there was a, a big controversy over um, adult lyrics. And, you know, this was all part of that, that very conservative trend uh, in the 80s, when um, conservative, conservative ideology was really dominating, and there were concerns about lyrics. But as you and I know, there has always been sex and drug references in the music that we've grown up with. I mean, from the, from the 60s on, and that's my, my reference of music from the, the 60s on. Now, the songs in the past that had explicit content, it wasn't as explicit as it is today. But in the context of the world at the time, you know, I can't get no satisfaction. You know, he's not talking about, you know, trying to return something at a department store. Uh, they're talking about sex, uh, so there were there were always songs about uh, about that, and, and there there are occasionally there are times when parents freak out and um, there is an attempt to kind of um, kind of try to control things, but I don't think that really uh, kept anybody from hearing what they what they wanted to hear. I don't have a problem with warning labels. If there's a, a explicit lyrics on an album, sure put a put a warning label on it, but don't think that that's going to solve the problem. That's not going to stop kids from from getting a hold of it. If you want to join us with a comment this afternoon, the Okunard Jewelers talk and text line is 504-260-1870. All right, so there's a, there's a, a thing called boycott fatigue, and it may be setting in with Bud Light. Now, you know, Bud Light sales plummeted. They went down when Bud Light reached out to a trans influencer, somebody on social media a trans person that was, the reaching out to this trans person, it was designed to, um, to introduce Bud or to, to make uh, Bud Light seem like it's a beer for, for trans people too. Um, Bud Light doing this, I, they, didn't, they didn't make a mistake. I don't know, I mean, if, if I owned a business, I'd certainly want trans people to do business with me. If I was selling a product, I'd want trans people to buy the product. But yet, there were a lot of conservatives who, like, freaked out over this, and they thought that Bud Light was turning their back on them. And a lot of people decided to not drink Bud Light. Kid Rock, the big hypocrite, you know, he goes on this whole thing about you know shooting up these, these uh, goes goes viral. The video goes viral of him shooting up cans of shooting up cans of, uh, of Bud Light, and then he gets caught in a bar in Nashville. What is he drinking? Bud Light. So it was all a show. But after sales had gone down, and, and Bud Light used to be the number one beer in America for a long period of time, sales went down in April when Republican talking points across the country just really pushed this idea that we've got to boycott it because they've got a trans influencer. Like, what difference does that make? I mean, if you like the beer, drink the beer. But sometimes people are looking for something to help define them. They're, they're looking for a cause. They're looking for something to make them make feel like they're, 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 you know, they're, they're bigger than, than, than others. They, they're involved in something that is bigger than them. And so they, they support the campaign by not buying Bud Light. However, here's an interesting trend. Bud Light has seen an unexpected growth in sales in the third quarter of 2023. So this could be the result of boycott fatigue. Sales were up 5% in the, the late summer months, improving to $15.57 billion. Um, analysts had predicted there would be a 4.7% a growth. So it's a little higher than they expected. Um, boycott fatigue uh, takes place when, you know, people just, I don't know, the whole thing kind of fades a little bit and they realize, oh, you know, so so what? We're going to drink Bud Light. Um it's interesting how that uh, happens, but that may be happening with Bud Light and, you know, the sales were down and Bud Light was hurt. But, you know, again, w- w- why, why would anybody care? I mean, it's not like you have to drink a beer with a trans person. Not that there would be anything wrong with that. But Bud Light reaches out to anybody who, who's not just like you to try to open up their, their product to other people. Why would that bother you? But it bothered a lot of people, again, because they they want to take up this cause. They want to take up this cause. I'll remind you,
3: just because I love just the, the timeline of this. Bud Light sends one can of beer to Dylan Mulvaney with Dylan Mulvaney's face on it. Dylan Mulvaney gets on Instagram and posts one video saying, Hey, Bud Light, thanks for this can of beer with my face on it. And that's what... Got all this going in the first. There was no national like billboard campaign. Dylan Mulvaney was not in any Bud Light commercials. Nobody had to look at Dylan Mulvaney's face on a case of Bud Light at the grocery store. But just people just are looking for any reason to feel a couple inches taller. And if it's that you are going to stop drinking America's favorite beer just to show how much you hate trans people. I don't think that's quite the flex that you think it is, but do your thing,
2: I guess. I don't think it is either, and, and that was my, my point. that it, 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 it shouldn't have bothered anybody who was a Bud Light drinker. I mean, be courageous enough to stand up and, and say, you know what? I like Bud Light. I'm drinking it. I don't care who they have as an influencer. I'm drinking it. But no, oh, we got to stop drinking this because they have a trans influencer. I mean, what a superficial reason to give up what had been your, your, your favorite brand. All right, Ian, you got some uh, texts um, I'm sure that I do Hang on I got kind of Well hey Let's caught go, let's go know, to uh, let, let me pick some out yeah, all right, Go ahead and, go and to, take this uh, call Ben Rouge Daniel You're on WWE Hey Daniel
4: Hey How y'all doing Good yeah, I just wanted to bring up uh, You were talking about The explicit content On uh, CDs in yeah. The mid 80s And I was born only in allowed us to pick through our music, but they would always listen to it first. If they had that warning or whatnot, or had a bad feeling about something, they'd listen to it, both my parents. And they'd let us, you know, go ahead and experience it. Yeah, and I think no matter what, whether it's music, film, whatever media, it's not a matter of putting a label on it. It's a matter yeah. of the parents being involved, the parents actually seeing what their kids are doing or wanting to do, and going ahead and, you know, getting in with it, seeing what's going on, and no matter what, you know, making the best decision.
2: Yeah, and I, I love the idea that parents do get involved in that, and, and I think that was part of the point that I was uh, w- was trying to make, is that, um, you know, the, the, the content is not going to hurt anybody. Uh, parents uh, could could be aware of uh, the fact that there's something explicit on the album, but, you know, again, l- listen to it and decide for yourself what's right for your for your child.
4: Absolutely. And also you could sit there and have them listen to certain things and expose your, your, your children yeah. and, you know, also give them the warning, you know, it's good music. You know, this part, that's not really our thing. That's not okay on these levels, but the rest of the music is very nice. You know, there, there's other ways to talk to kids and be able to monitor all this voice.
2: Daniel, do you remember do. Um, do you remember an album in particular that your parents um, questioned because of the warning label?
4: I do. It was, I forget the name of the album, but it was a Tupac album when I was a kid. Okay. And I was all around music, you know, yeah. whether it's Rolling Stones, Allman Brothers, you know, Creedence, and also it's the other side of, you know, hip-hop, R&B. And you know, my mother was completely against it. and But I already knew his music. So I asked her to listen to it. And right. listen for, you know, what he was saying in certain things. And she listened to it. And she also said certain things, you know, just leave alone. You know, it might drift me a different way.
2: Yeah, I so look, it I love that. How it I love that parental in- involvement in that. And it, it's, you know, it, it's not so much... The content. If if you're exp- if if somebody is an adult and explains th- the content to you or why they might have said this or you know you that's where you have a conversation with your parents about mom look I know he said this I'm not going to say that okay or I know he said this I'm not going to I'm not going to do that so if the if the warning labels open up conversations I think that was a positive thing.
4: I really do, and I think the involvement is you know all around the you know floor. That's what matters, is parents just being involved. You don't have to take control. Right, right. And, you know, shoving things down, you can utilize anything to grow this child's mind.
2: Daniel, I appreciate the call. And, you know, that's really a—that's a a key. You know, you you can't hide content from your kids. You might want to, but you can't. So the best thing to do as a parent or grandparent or whatever, whatever, if you have influence in in the life of of children— the best thing you can do is, um, understand that they're going to be exposed to content that you don't agree with and give them the information they need to deal with it, to, to, to interpret it. Because you can ban all the things you want to ban at your house, but at some point your kids are going to go to school and they're going to hear about things or actually hear things, or they're going to go to somebody else's house. So, You know, don't don't give your kids pornography. I'm not suggesting that. But when it comes to things like like music and and content that you might think is inappropriate, I think really the the best thing to do is to to just give your kids the information that they need to understand in context, the the content. All right. On the S.O.T.A. Rock Culture Calendar. Happy birthday today to Rick Allen, drummer for uh, Def Leppard, 60 years old today. And I remember doing a story. I was doing uh, radio and TV and on uh, WKRG and Channel 5 in, in Mobile, and I did a, a feature on, uh, on, on Rick Allen. Um, he lost an arm in an accident, and the idea of a one-arm drummer sounds ridiculous, but he invented this drum kit to compensate for only having one arm. I'm Scoot. We'll be back on WWL. I went out last night, Halloween night, and I, I just posted a picture of um, me just before I went out. I had fun, you know. I don't, I don't often uh, dress up for Halloween, but I did a little something. It's not not that that big, but it was, uh, it was, it was kind of fun. Anyway, just posted that on Scoot on the air. Uh, Facebook. And uh, I welcome those of you who are new to my Facebook page. And uh, I, I invite all of you to to join. I I, I love the the new variety of, uh, of voices and posts that we're getting to, to counter some of the posts that we get from people who um, just don't seem to understand life the way we do. But hey, they're free to express their uh, their opinions. Um, this is the only country in the world where more men cook than women. Do you cook? You're the man. Do you cook? We'll talk about that on the show uh, tomorrow afternoon. And uh, Donald Trump is, uh, you know, attacking the the judge in the case, the fraud case. And and at 2 a.m., he went on True Social and he he said, leave my children alone. This was uh, just before Don Jr. was set to to testify today. Um, He said, leave my children alone. You know, that sounds like a really nice, compassionate thing for a father to say. But when your kids are involved in the business and in the politics— you don't have to leave them alone they're totally fair game it's attacking the children that are not part of the, the the issue that's not fair but in trump's case when your kids are part of it just like you and when they when they con- contribute to the dialogue every day and when they are actually part of the process then you don't have to leave the the kids alone Okay. Oh, I want to mention that. I mean, this is kind of a kind of an amazing thing because it's a really it's a great business, and I love the the story behind it. But Rock and Bowl is thirty five years old today, and they're having some kind of celebration uh, out there tonight. Rock and Bowl on on, on Carrollton, and John Blanchett's story is uh, is amazing. I mean, he he just took a chance. He took a chance, and he he bought this rundown bowling alley, and he he built it into an empire, and And Rock and Bowl is really successful here. There's a location in Lafayette. But it really is. It's a great um, American success story. So congratulations to Rock and Bowl, 35 years old. All right, Ian Hoke has got a couple of text messages.
3: Uh, We were talking a little about the World Series earlier this hour. This text says, uh, World Series. I wanted Astros versus Phillies because then LSU teammates would have faced each other, Lance Bregman and Aaron Nola. But. The Texas Rangers have never won a World Series, so I'm pulling for them. Yeah, you
2: know, i, I, I like uh, having a reason to pull for for one of the teams and 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 you know that's enough to get me a little interested in the, the Texas Rangers winning.
3: Here's the Texas says, Hey Scoot, don't forget that today is New Orleans Saints' birthday, November first, nineteen sixty-six.
2: You know, I mentioned that just a few minutes ago, and it just goes to show you how how often people are constantly tuning in. I mean, I just I, I said that just a couple of minutes ago. And so that's why sometimes we repeat or recap things that we do on the show, because there are always people um, tuning in. And, you know, if you, uh, if you walk into a room um, halfway through a joke, you're never going to get the punchline. So, you know, we know people are always tuning in, but that, that's, that's a demonstration of that. Yeah, Saints um, were, were um, officially, um, they officially became the Saints on All Saints Day. Here's a text that
3: says, my six-year-old son loves Michael Jackson and he dressed up as him for Halloween. His mom and I like that he imitates his dance moves, but we told him I don't like him doing the crotch grab move, and we have very delicate discussions about MJ's death, and we shield him from details about his
2: criminal allegations until he gets older. I think that's great. I mean, I love that you're being parents. You know, when I, I bought my son a black Persian cat... And he, he, this was in the, in the, the early 90s, or mid-90s. And my son wanted to name the cat Cobain, after Kurt Cobain. And I asked him, why does he want to name it after Cobain? Why does he want to name it after Kurt Cobain? And it was just because he respected the music. I didn't want him to name the cat after Kurt Cobain because he respected what he did, which was commit suicide. So yeah, I, I love to hear about parents getting involved in that. All right, uh, if you well, I guess we're kind of running out of time here, so um, if you have any more calls, we'll get to those uh, tomorrow afternoon. Oh, by the way, I just got a text from my friend Amanda Shaw, and Amanda's going to be in the, the Macy's Thanksgiving parade, yeah? She just informed me and I don't know, maybe she's told other people as, as well, but um, share is going to be headlining the Macy's Parade. Oh, fun. Yeah, I mean, that's really cool. And, you know, Cher's gotten older, and, you know, 15 surgeries later, she still looks really good. Sometimes I think sometimes you kind of need to age a little bit to look normal. But Cher's beautiful woman. Anyway, that's kind of exciting. I'm Scoot, and we'll be back on WWL. It is Wednesday afternoon. We are halfway to the weekend. And, you know, we've had a string of really, really great weekends as far as the weather's concerned. And it looks like that is going to continue. All right, sports talk with Bobby, Mike, and Steve coming up next. Uh, Big game this weekend in college football, LSU and Alabama in Tuscaloosa. The guys will talk about that. And also, I'm feeling good about the Saints. The Saints are at 4-4. That's not impressive. But in the context of our division, it's really good it's okay it's it's look we we shouldn't accept mediocrity but this is the reality this is where the saints are and there's no reason why the saints can't go on from here and do well i mean they've got the ability they've got the talent let's see if they can put it all together all right why are some people so afraid of clowns you afraid of clowns some clowns are really creepy we'll talk about that on the show tomorrow and the Supreme Court is going to decide whether or not politicians should have the right to block critics on social media. We'll talk about that on the show tomorrow as well. Uh, let's thank our program director and brand manager, Diane Newman, market manager, Kevin Cassidy, our assistant program director and brand manager and senior producer of Scoot on the Air, Ian Hook. And again, Ian, thanks for doing the show while I was uh, visiting my family in Portland. Uh, news anchor, Chris Miller, and traffic with Dave Brennan. And as always, I thank you for being a part of the show. Thanks for, uh, for those of you who streamed the show on WWL.com or the, the Odyssey app. Thank you for being with us. Um, and we'll be back tomorrow afternoon at 1 o'clock. Look forward to it. I'm Scoot on the air. Join me on Facebook and um, Instagram as well. Love you, New Orleans